Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Inside the Creative Process. I'm your host, Alicia Peterson-Baskell, and this is going to be our last episode of season one. Don't worry, we'll be coming back. There are a few ways that you can stay in contact with me during the little break between these two seasons. I have started a Patreon page, which you may know if you are a podcast listener, it's very common for podcasts to have a Patreon page, a way for people to subscribe and to show their support for a podcast. I've created a link that you can go to and you can become a subscriber and you can help this podcast remain a sustainable project for me and for all of us, right? It's, it's not just mine anymore. It really belongs to all of us, all the listeners, all the artists that I've had the opportunity to interview and interview in the future. So if you want to be a part of that, go to patreon.com forward slash Alicia Peterson Baskell. It's easy. Everything of mine is Alicia Peterson Baskell. So you can find me there and you can sign up and you'll get the latest updates as to when the next season will start who I'm interviewing and all of that good stuff. The other way you can stay connected with me is by joining my breathwork circles. I've been leading group breathwork practices. And if you don't know what breathwork is, it's a pranayama yoga breathing technique. We do it lying down. I love holding space for it. And it really is so great for creativity. And I know so many of you here are on this podcast listening because you are a creative soul. So if that speaks to you, you can sign up. There's a link in the show notes. The next session is May 23rd. It's a Monday at 9 a.m. I would love to see you there. I always also offer private sessions if anybody is interested in that. Today's episode is a short story solo. I've been thinking a lot about teachers because last week was Teacher Appreciation Week and I did a lot of support for our teachers at my daughter's elementary school, and it was such a great experience to be able to give back in some way, you know, not even close to equal, but at least I could show my appreciation and the appreciation of the parents at our school. It made me think about teachers in my life, and of course, there have been many. I'm sure if you think about all of the teachers that affected you you could write a giant list. But there are some teachers who don't even know that they affected me the way they did. And one teacher in particular was my freshman year of college. I went into college as a acting major. That ended pretty quickly because I realized that was not my way into performing and that was not my passion. So I was undecided for a while and really kind of thinking that I would hone in on English and writing. I was a dancer and a choreographer and I took some of those classes, but I just really didn't think that that was the direction I was going to go. So I'm in this English class and at the same time, I'm in a choreography class. So I'm writing and I'm dancing, making dances and I'm loving making dances. That was, that was always my thing. I mean, to be totally honest, since I was a kid, you know, we had a, a a glass sliding door on the back of our house. And at nighttime, it was 
a brilliant reflection, almost like a mirror. I could dance in the living room. I could choreograph. I could see what I was doing. I could make up any kind of dances I want and see myself. I also had a way of doing that in the kitchen because there was a you know, double ovens. I could see my reflection in the upper oven or the lower oven. And if I just moved slightly to the left, I could see what was happening in the middle through the microwave's reflection. One more thing in our house, it's a sunken living room, which means that the dining room and the foyer, the entryway, are just slightly elevated. And if you're sitting in the living room, the elevated dining room made a brilliant stage. And I always had an audience. My mother and my father, they would just sit in their comfortable chairs on the other side of the room and they'd watch and they'd watch. And I had an audience since as far back as I can remember. So why it didn't occur to me that making dances and choreographing was my thing, I don't know, but it didn't. So here I am in college trying to leave behind dance. At the same time, I will tell you that writing was also a passion. Reading was also a passion. Do you remember the Babysitter's Club? They have the new version now that my daughter reads that's a graphic novel version. I love that. I think that's brilliant. When I was growing up and when I was at that age, 9, 10, 11, it was such perfect timing because it was the time when Anne M. Margaret was writing for Scholastic, the Babysitter's Club, a new book every month. They don't do that anymore. That's crazy. That's insane. But she was writing a new chapter book every month. Guess who was at the bookstore the first Friday of every month ready to buy that book? It was me. My mother made sure of it. We would be at the bookstore. I would get that book and I would read it all night long. I loved reading The Babysitter's Club. And I, I really saw myself writing children's books. Well, that's, that's also coming to fruition. But it's just, it's amazing those clear moments when you're a child. And we've heard it on this podcast before. In almost every interview that I've had, the person was supported when they were a child. They were supported in their interest in the arts and their parents really made sure that they knew it. And I think that's key. You know, it's nothing that we can control as the child or as the person who wants to be the artist, but it's something I consider as a parent. You know, I never want to push my own interests in the arts on my children or, you know, specifically dance, but I want to support whatever their creative endeavors might be. And that's how my mom and dad were, particularly my mom. And, you know, it's honoring her on Mother's Day. I just, I think about what a support she was for me and how tickled she always was that my sister, my little sister and I were into the arts and we, she was, you know, a performer as an actor. And I definitely was very focused on dance. I tried, like I said, I tried the acting thing and that didn't really work. Although in my current dance work, which I would call dance theater, experimental dance theater, maybe I can't help but speak. I can't help but take on 
characters. It's just a part of how I work. I feel like this is a bit of a ramble, but I'm actually quite enjoying it. I was trying to figure out in my head how how is this going to go? What am I going to talk about? Is it teachers? Is it my mom? Is it writing and dancing and how they correlate? Well, guess what? You're getting everything. We're going to have to put together the through line when we find it, which is something I love about dance too. You know, that tangent that you can go on as an improviser. And if you find your way back, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And maybe you won't, maybe you won't find your way back. That's okay too. So I'm in college. I'm going to make myself go back. We're in college and I am undecided. I thought maybe I would be an English teacher, which is why I was taking the English course. At the end of that class, I wrote an essay. And the essay was comparing the processes of dance making and writing, coming up with your ideas and exploring those ideas and exploring movement, exploring words, exploring writing and getting it all out there on the paper, getting it all out there in the rehearsal space. And then the editing process and moving things around and not being precious about things. I wish I had this essay. I could tell you exactly what it said, but I, I don't have that essay anymore. I don't know where it went, but I do remember that when I got it back, my professor wrote on it. She, I think I got an A and she wrote, it's so wonderful to see a student who knows exactly what she wants to do and has a passion for it. And I just went, oh, really? I do. I, I do. I do. And I think the next day I became a dance major. I could have become a writing major too. You know, I could have gone the other way, but I didn't. I went, I, I became a dance major. I just loved choreography. I just loved making dances. But that teacher, that professor, I have to be honest, I don't remember her name. I don't remember what she looks like, but I do know that she made a difference. It really was the beginning for me of this crisscross back and forth of dancing and writing and this lifelong inquiry into that intersection between creative writing and dancing. Now on this time off before season two, these are the things I'm going to be working on. I, I talked a little bit about the books that I've written. They're picture books. I thought I was going to write chapter books and that may be in my future. But when I was writing those chapter books or trying to, I just kept getting caught running circles around myself. But at the same time, I had my little baby, I had my first little girl and I was buying her all of these picture books, all of these little board books. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, this story that I have in my head, in my heart, it's not a chapter book. It's a picture book. And I knew at, by that point that I didn't need to be the one to draw the pictures. I could write the story, but that was several years ago. And it's just now that I'm querying that again. And querying means to send it out to specifically to picture book agents. So this summer I will be querying my, my picture books. I have three, 
and they're all connected. And guess what? They're all about an improviser, a little girl who doesn't quite fit into the other categories of dance, but she improvises and she creates these worlds in her improvisations. So yeah, everything keeps intertwining for me. And along with that, I am making a dance and I started it last summer. And you may have heard me talk about this on this podcast. I made it in my kitchen. During the pandemic, my kitchen was my space. To be honest, it wasn't necessarily my space for the reasons you might think. Yes, I cooked dinner. Yes, I made lunch. Yes, I got snacks from there, all of that. But while my kindergartner at the time was at the dining room table doing computer school, homeschool, I could sit at the counter. I got myself a little stool and I could sit up at the counter, see her, and I could write. And it was so creative. It felt so good. And I took my yoga class in that kitchen and I danced in that kitchen. That's where I would improvise. It made so much sense to me to use that creative energy and dance in my kitchen. And I, you know, thinking COVID safe, invited two of my dear friends over to sit outside on my patio, which looks directly into the kitchen and watch my dance. And I improvised that dance And it felt so good. I hadn't had so much fun in in ages. It was so fun. There is something about having an audience. We absolutely took it seriously. This was not, you know, there were only three of us, but this was a performance. This was absolutely a performance. And I want to do that again. I want to do that this summer. I want to invite some of you, hopefully, into my home, into my back patio and have that experience of that performance. And what I'm hoping for is that the performances will become the process that we just jump into the performances over time. I'm curious what will stay and what will go, what things do I bring back when that maybe I improvised the first time fully. And this one thing was really interesting to me. So Will I dive back into that? Maybe, maybe I'll dive back into that and lose interest, or maybe I'll dive back into that and dig deeper. And so this is, this is what's interesting me right now. It's solo work. You know, I'm 44. I'm not the youngest dancer in the world by any means. I really value seeing artists who have experience in their body. And I want to honor that in myself. And I want to honor that in the other artists that I support. Wow. So these were all the things I wanted to talk about and they all came out. I wondered which topic I would go for. Somehow they all just rolled into one. And that's what I love. That's what I love about about creativity. And it's so interesting that my podcast gives me that opportunity too, that creative process of storytelling, of creating an arc and finding that story and improvising that story. Uh, It's so interesting to me. Thank you so much for listening and for following along on my own improvised storytelling journey. I so look forward to next season 
again, I'd love it if you'd go visit my Patreon page and support this podcast. I've heard so many of you responding in such beautiful ways and sparking your creativity as well. And that makes me happy. If you want to work with me in breath work, I would love to hold space for you. The next one is May 23rd. It's a Monday morning. And I also do one-on-ones and those are beautiful. If you're not a group person, if you really want to work on very specific things that you're holding on to, one-on-one may be the solution for you. In the meantime, over the summer, please stay creative. Do the things that you do. Experiment. Enjoy. Go see performances. Go see art. Go to the galleries. Thank you so much for being here. Bye.